Thanks for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. What's up, guys? Uh, we're back for the second half of season... What do you call it? Season three of the Netflix... Three. Um, yeah, Netflix Unsolved Mysteries. What's up, guys? Uh, we've been away, but we're glad to be back here talking about uh, an episode that definitely feels like Unsolved Mysteries in a lot of ways. Um, I'm David Howell, joined by Road Dan, who's uh, back on the road in uh, Albuquerque for just mere hours, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got in today at uh, 2.30 p.m., and then I leave tomorrow morning or tonight at uh, 5.45 a.m. And, uh, yeah, so just like Bugs Bunny, you're taking a left at Albuquerque. Ding. Uh, actually, do it, taking a right. Taking a right. Oh. No, wait. Yeah, yeah, taking a left. We're going left. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It doesn't... It's a we're going somewhere. Bugs Bunny humor. <laughs> and then we have uh, Dan Derwin, always the our man in Staten Island, uh, uh, holding things down on the uh, East Coast. Uh, how's it going, dude? The East Coast uh, Unsolved Mystery Solver. The, good to see you guys again. Welcome to summertime. Um, we're here talking about Paranormal Rangers today, which is one of my favorites from this new season. Actually, it probably is my favorite, just because... I feel like they could have done a whole series about these two guys. Um, uh, it's pretty fun. There's like, it's a grab bag of supernatural and uh, yeah, just everything supernatural, even aliens. Uh, is aliens supernatural? Do you consider that? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totes. Anyway, um, let's get into it. Um, uh, it's a dark and stormy night and um, we're talking about two mm. Navajo Rangers which is akin to like a national park service ranger for like, they do like search and rescue and stuff. And they're assigned to full, like the full Navajo reservation. So these guys are in one area. Uh, most of this takes place in like New Mexico, right? I'm not even yeah, sure. but Dave, you forgot to start the podcast with the most important note. Hmm. In the year 2000. Yeah. In the year 2000. Is that what you're doing? Or no. Of course. <laughs> in the year 2000. You need a time and a time and date here. Yeah. <laughs> it is 2000, yeah. Um generation 2000. And so like generation X aliens. These these people uh were um assigned to paranormal cases. Like they got a lot and this area got a lot of like uh people with these weird stories and they I guess they just they're just like, "Hey, you guys look into this. Why not?" Um, because usually they said that, uh, Bigfoot sightings for the most part are usually ignored by the department. Yeah. So they sent these dudes out and, uh, this reservation is 27,000 square miles. It covers, uh, areas of New Mexico, Arizona, Utah. The two dudes that are going to be telling us these stories today are Stanley Milford and Jonathan Redbird Dover. They, uh, met in 1989 where they worked there where they were put together a lot and they became really good friends. And then they were kind of assigned to start looking into these paranormal spooky things in 2000. Don't forget. They adopted each other as brothers. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget. Right. Very important. They were brothers. Let the adoption record show. (laughs) Brothers. Yeah, even though one seemed a little older than the other. I mean, that's why he adopted him, father and son, right? Um, there was complaints that Bigfoot, 
Oh yeah, Bigfoot stuff. Like you said, Bigfoot wasn't looked into, and there was a lot of Bigfoot stuff. And they literally say that they were like, "What are we, the X Files over here?" Oh yeah, that landed really well. Yeah, it did with me at least. I was like, "Yes, yeah, fuck real yeah. life Mulder, Fox and Mulder, <laughs> or Fox and Scully." They got Dan, Fox Mulder, Dan Scully. Yeah, but in this case, it's these two guys um, in the desert, just like going to some lady's trailer park, and she's gonna tell them about. The Bigfoot who uh, knocked politely on the door and tried to open the door. <laughs> he, g- he gave it a slight jiggle. Yeah. So um, we're, we're going up along the San Juan River where over 30 people had different Bigfoot sightings. Um, they show cool old like 2000 like mini DV camera footage of them interviewing people, which I think adds a cool like layer of authenticity, you know. Um Adds a layer of lynchiness. Yeah, yeah, a layer, yeah. Yeah. Empire vibes. (laughs) Yeah, it got real art and experimental. They got real up close into their face. They were like, tell the story. And he was like shaking the camera too. Good stuff. Um, Ahead of its time. They, these people were fucking scared. Like, uh, you know, (laughs) they were legitimately frightened people. There was different reports of Bigfoot taking sheep. Um, There was even a sheep with the skin. With the wool ripped off its back? Yeah, he recreated it, like, as if you were, like, hold it up with your left hand. And then, like, with your right, just grip it and rip it the fuck off. Just straight up peel it like a orange. Yeah. Yeah. Good visual. Thanks. <laughs> I, was I don't know why that was so funny. I don't I think I, for, I was waiting for. I don't. I don't think I'll be able to. I'm going to switch to apples. Be able to look at an orange again. Yeah. Yeah. From here on out, I'm just going to be an apple guy. <laughs> I'm going to be a plum man. Just like your favorite delicious citrus fruit ruined. Um, there, there's also <laughs> the, the Bigfoot punch in the trailer where the guy, like the lady, like doesn't she line up her fist? No, he does. Yes, he has like a work like, glove like, oh, on. Would right? you look yeah. at that? And, he, and yeah, and he had his like uh, ATV gloves on still, and then he puts his fist in it. And he's like, "Look, like those look are some big knuckles." This. I was like, yeah, "That could have been a bear. <laughs> could have been a guy with big knuckles. Maybe, maybe a maybe a bear with yeah, <laughs> just a a furry dude with big knuckles trying yeah. to get in, just, just trying to live. <laughs> just a homeless man who's been in the woods for years." So Brenda Harris is the lady with the mobile home parked outside the San Juan River, and uh, about 10.30 p.m. one night, she sees um, this guy. Sorry, there's dogs. This what? There's dogs playing outside. Seven, eight foot tall, hairy beast sighting. Yeah, 10.30 p.m., something walks to the porch. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about how it rattled the doorknob. And then just, just trying to borrow some sugar. Yeah. Come on. Just being a polite neighbor. You didn't even open the door. That's Wait, it. no, she does open the door, Hello. right? And then she, she does open like the door. Yeah. Dark, like furry, like she straight up fucking looks at it. Looking for porridge. <laughs> and then it gets startled and it runs off into the dark. Like, oh shit. I didn't think someone was actually going to answer. Doesn't it run off when she puts on like the porch light or like the interior kitchen light or something like that? So. She puts on like the trailer light, I think, and then he runs off, or it runs off rather. Yeah, and and it's also told with really cool illustrations. <laughs> They're kind of spooky. The, yeah, the illustrations were very cool. She sees this big furry shape, and then um, 
Um, it runs away, but it came back several times that night and was like jiggling on the doorknob some more and stuff like that. And then they like set up some deer cameras and, um, I don't know what that is. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> just like, it looked, yeah, it didn't look like anything. Like I couldn't figure out what it was. She was like, oh, we're setting up cameras. I was like, it looks like a Polaroid that was painted or uh, <laughs> it looked all <laughs> fucked up, didn't it? Yeah. It was like. It's like she says it like boils up from the ground, and it was an adolescent Bigfoot. And like, I don't, it doesn't. A silhouette on the uh, on the barn, not the barn, but like the where they keep the cattle, like the right? Grass or the yeah, or where they keep the hogs or something like that. Yeah, because they do talk about how like it it ripped open the the sheet metal roof. Yes, it did. Yes, where they stored the pigs. And she also said that like when it got startled and it ran off the porch she had noticed that it ran west. And I don't remember whether or not that was before or after the the silhouette, but I think she she pointed out towards the west and she said it headed that way. Yeah, I think that was after because they like set up the nature cams like just the in front of their house and stuff. Yeah. And then they caught that tall girl from the first episode of the season. <laughs> what did you say they taught the call? Oh my god. They caught the t- I said that backwards. They caught the tall girl. <laughs> From episode one, season three. <laughs> oh, the train tracks and train yeah. that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one I sent you the screenshot of me. <laughs> no, the GPS coordinates. Oh, that's right. The, I forgot about that. On the trail that. to Philly. You you were like on that I was on the train. You were on the train, dude. You like on the route that crunched that poor girl. I was investigating. I have a job to do. Our man, our man on the East Coast. God. I remember that yeah. one time Eli took a picture of that, that house paycheck. that like somebody was like murdered at because it was in Dallas. <laughs> he went. I believe it. He went and took a picture. It's kind of, kind of we're kind of dark motherfuckers. I'm sorry. Um, Wasn't he doing some like assisted investigation with like with, with Bob Ruff? His face, Bob. No, Ruff. that wasn't the same thing. But that was yeah. It's an, <laughs> I don't think anything ever came of that, didn't he? Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh. so what's it called? Was it, was there anything else to the Bigfoot thing, or should we move on to these? Um, UFOs? Yes, there was. Um, the apparently after the Bigfoot fled the scene, the next day those two Navajo Rangers they tracked him down, so to speak, to a barbed wire fence, and on that fence they found a tuft of hair which they ran through the database and it came up as carnivore and that's it. Meanwhile, he said that the database contains every type of um, creature in the world and there's no reason why it should not have shown up. And that's all I got. Carnivore. As something. That's so that's vague it, carnivore. and spooky. Like- and they showed the pictures of it. It looked like really, really light or gray hair, like a tuft of hair. Damn. Oh, and I got lots of tuft of hairs around here, though. But I bet you they would come up as canine. Probably, yeah. If you ran it through that database. <laughs> right? I hope. Yeah, I don't know. We Are did find out? him in the desert. hanging out with some big feet while Dan's on the road? <laughs> Imagine, yeah. Dan, we adopted a, a gaggle of big feet. Big, yeah. Dan just comes home with a suitcase. And this guy, like, making fucking soup in the kitchen, covered in hair. There's just a Sasquatch. There's just a big old Sasquatch eating a sandwich. What's on Netflix? <laughs> Sitting in Dan's favorite spot. Yeah. Sitting in Dan's favorite spot with one of the dogs. We're like knee big deep. Big bowl of cereal. Knee deep into the new season of Umbrella Academy. What? That's our show. 
<laughs> but as far as the rest of it, I think that's where the Bigfoot stuff ended. Uh, yeah, the cameras uh-huh, caught the silhouette, uh-huh. and then we move on. But there's more. Ooh. Oddly enough, they noticed where they were seeing a lot of Bigfoot activity, they were also getting a lot of reports of UFOs. The segue begins. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I mean, is Bigfoot of this earth mm. or is he extraterrestrial? Everyone's heard the, I mean, you know, anyone, stick around to find anyone out. Anyone who knows, like, who knows <laughs> even a little bit about UFOs knows that, that people in the Bigfoot community and the UFO community know that there's the whole um, theory that Bigfoots are like trans dimensional beings and that they're connected to UFOs somehow. I did not know that. No? Um, well, what's funny is uh, there's this really cool movie. I, I like it. It's a slow burn. It's not for everyone. It's funny. Jasmine and her kids watched it, and they didn't like it. It's called Willow Creek. If you like Blair Witch, you'll like it because it's, it's not really a – it's about this couple that goes out camping where the fa- famous Patterson-Gimlin footage was taken. Is that what it was called? I'm not sure. You know, like the old-timey 1960s footage that they think is, like, actually Bigfoot? Yeah, like when they show, like, Babe Ruth rounding the bases in 1930 and he's going, like, 90 miles an hour. <laughs> no, you don't know the thing. <laughs> Never seen a motherfucker run that fast. No, not that, not. that big. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> we knew he could hit, but goddamn. I wish there was somebody like that on a Mets in 2023. So this is a famous 60s uh, a video from the 1960s of Bigfoot. So the movie takes place where they're, like... Uh, there, this couple goes there, and it's pretty good. It was actually directed by Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh my god! Did you know he makes movies? He he makes movies, and he's pretty good. But he, every time he got, I hear his name, I just hear his voice. Yeah, he got really into the Bigfoot culture when he was researching that movie, and he went to a convention, and he said that, "God damn, these dogs are playing so hard." Anyway, you're gonna hear dogs in the background. It's fine. <laughs> uh, just Old deal dogs. with it. Um, so yeah, so he was at the Bigfoot convention and he said that one person brought up the UFO thing and everyone just like laughed him out. They were like, <laughs> Oh no, no. Like all these people that go from, come from all around the world because of their diehard belief in Bigfoot. Like one person says UFOs and they're like fucking loser. <laughs> what if, what if Bigfoot is really just a Wookiee? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, there is an old yeah, weird. Kashyyyk isn't really a, an alien town. That's a actual planet right there's an old weird i think there's an old weird marvel comic where han solo lands on earth and then so chewbacca is bigfoot and also um han solo um just uh decides to it's 1930 so he just decides to be indiana jones (laughs) i mean my mom (laughs) believes that benjamin button is real and i'm not kidding but I, I mean, love you, mom. Like I do. That that actually happened. She's gonna or hear this. It's. I mean, like it's she, based on like a book. she. She was watching it with my dad one night, and like halfway through, they were both riveted. And she said something like, "I can't believe this is a true story." What? And my dad went. And my dad hit pause and went, "What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> actually no i hope she doesn't hear this but you know what i kind of do you deserve what you get now i understand this because sometimes you just have a block in your rational 
thinking sometimes. Love you, mom. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, what the, what the fuck? Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I don't can't be too harsh on mom. King but, Kong yeah. climbed the Empire State Building. Incredible. <laughs> I don't know how they got that all in film. Does she also think that, like, Forrest Gump is based? I, it's the same person. I think Benjamin Button was written by her. the same person who wrote Forrest Gump, book-wise, I think. I don't know. I might be crazy. <laughs> I'm going to talk to her. I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? Don't tell me that that guy wasn't at water. wasn't at Watergate. He didn't teach Elvis how to dance. He didn't. <laughs> what else did he do? That guy can really play ping pong really, uh, really well. Uh, yeah, ping pong. And then all those shrimp places are owned by him. He got a letter from a fruit company. He didn't give any money to Bubba's family. Fucking asshole. Sad true story. Capitalist. Okay, so now we're moving on to... The UFOs. Oh, the orb witness. Yeah, orb lady who... No, orb witness, in quotes. She's the one who blacks out her face, right? She's the one who's like, people are going to think I'm crazy, and I don't want to be thought of as crazy. It puts the lotion on the skin. She had nice cheeks. Yeah, yeah. She had a nice voice. I bet you if it was a couple octaves higher. Nice shadow. Nice uh, shadow. Yeah, I was a big fan. Um. Yeah, she talks about uh, driving home and a red ball of light, like, following her for a while, right? And keeping up and then, like, changing colors and darting away. Is it kind of? Yeah, and then it, at the, it followed her for a good distance, and then it apparently arced across the sky. And then just took off. That, didn't it fuck up her car? Yeah, isn't this the same witness that got, like, scanned? Like, the, the rangers took a, a compass, and they noticed that, like, right by the driver door panel there was like a dent or a weird magnetic shift no there was like a magnetic uh, shift like where they took the compass to it and it would point north and then same on the passenger side uh by the mirror and they're like if you took a string from these two points you can see that where whatever they were using like clearly went through the driver so like maybe they were scanning her or something yeah yeah and she said she had like bad migraines after yeah, she like she started getting migraines after that incident. Yeah, she woke up with like a migraine. Never yeah. had a migraine before. I don't know if they were steady, but she said that she woke up with one, and I, and I don't know if that meant that she continued to get them. I'm not sure. The 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 steady migraines are opening up for trash bag it uh, down the street this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a sweet punk show. <laughs> I love our continued uh, list of band names that we're coming up with on the show. I feel like we should be paid some. Kind Actually, of there royalty. there is a really good El Paso punk band called Trash Baguette. Uh, shout out to them. They're like definitely that. not listening, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, there was that UFO lady, and then there was the white man, that teacher. Um, <laughs> the white man. The white man. <laughs> the fucking colonizer. In this episode specifically, it's very appropriate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, white man. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, he was a teacher that lived um, out, by, out, out there for a while, and what he s- describes is so cool. And I think, I think the team at uh, Unsolved Mysteries did a bang up job, kind of like creating what he was explaining. Um, the picture that he took sucked, but I mean that's how it is. It's pitch black, and you're seeing that shit from far away. Oh, the second uh, they were about to show that photo, you just knew that it was gonna fucking suck. It was gonna suck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was ready. Especially like how they build it up. To, like I had my camera. It, was like, oh, this is gonna be a. Black it was, shot. A, it was a calm night, perfect view. <laughs> and then they show it, and it was like fucking a sneeze on a bathroom mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Pollock was about to start a painting, and then he got a phone call. Like, 
Oh shit. <laughs> Um, but what he explained was these tendrils like coming down from the sky, like, uh, these lights that were attached to like bulbs. And, um, I don't know. Oh, we can't forget his beautiful, right? You you forgot to mention his name. It was Haas Lors. Jesus. No, I I didn't write his name down. That is such a name. Haas Lors. L-O-R-S. Former Navajo resident. Just trying to set the scene for the white men. Yeah, for the white man. Yeah, and he also said any Navajo that he mentioned this to, they were just they were unshaken. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, that's that's normal." Yeah, I don't know what he described was kind of beautiful, right? Like he said it was like pretty, and he couldn't stop looking at it, and he looked at it for hours. It was like right? yeah, light tendrils coming down to Earth from like this mothership that had like light from within shining down, and then like there were just like these. He described them like not as like little UFOs, but like bulbs of light coming down have you guys seen those snl sketches with kate mckinnon where it's always three people getting interviewed after an alien abduction and two of them have this beautiful life-changing experience and then kate mckinnon's just like were we in the same room (laughs) she's like like, i I was lined up with i was lined up with 10 like little green guys they were all honking my boobs one at a time and and then everyone else is is talking about like (laughs) beautiful like bright magical beings like touching their hearts and souls and then she's like wait what (laughs) they did a bunch of them and they're great because everyone like cracks up during them but that's what it reminded me of like because he explained how pretty it was um so yeah there was that ufo guy tendril ufo um what and then they kind of cut to the skinwalker the navajo skinwalker chasing the ranger's car yeah so this is when the ranger which one was it's the younger man the adopted son or the adopted father was it Stanley Milford. I think <laughs> um, when he was a young man, he, uh, he saw a skinwalker when he was driving home um, to visit his family. Right. Is that what he said? I think so. Yeah. He was headed home to see his family. Um, he said that he saw this, like it looked like it had the body of a greyhound mouth full of teeth it was shaped like a canine, but it had like the legs were too long and it was too huge and it was like keeping up with the car. And it had self illuminating eyes, in his words. That's terrifying. And uh, it was just keeping up with the car and he had no idea what it was. When he got home, his dad said, Oh, yeah, that's a skinwalker. Like, no doubt about it. <laughs> what a response. Imagine like the dad, like on the couch eating chips, just watching a fucking game. Oh, you saw one of those skinwalkers, huh? Yeah, doesn't even glance I, at him. No, it, it doesn't Shut that work door. with the us. Are have, like, our dads are like, our dads are like white dudes that are like fucking like, yeah. Oh, you saw skinny out on the road. Like, my dad was like smoking weed. He'd be like, yeah, bro, it was a skinwalker. Fucking skinwalker, know, pass my Marlboros. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine my dad, yeah, jumping to that, but this is a different community. Yeah, where they, you know, spiritualism is like part of it. And he was like, no doubt about it. That's the skinwalker. That's like, cause skin, skinwalkers like change shape. They can kind of like, you know, they can mimic other beings. Old shapeshifter. Um, yeah. Shapeshifters. Really cool. Um, it reminds me of the outsider of great Stephen King novel. They also made into a really good HBO series that shows fucking rips. I actually watched that series um, first and then I watched, and then I read the book <laughs> and I love them both. It was just well done. It was a well done adaptation. Yeah, people say that Stephen King like uh, isn't good anymore. But no, but that book like, is what four years old, five years consist- old. Tops? Yeah, he's consistent though. Like he writes two books a year. You know, 
I mean, some of them aren't going to be the greatest, but they're all pretty. The Outsider is fantastic. If anyone has not read it or watched it yet, highly recommended. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's on HBO, right? Yeah, for sure. Jason Bateman directed a bunch of them. You mean, you mean the yeah, it's on Max. Oh, my yeah. fault. Sorry. It's on Max. <laughs> I've actually been wanting to, <laughs> the one to watch, watch. Such a good, Such a good show. Skinwalker um, on Max. I know he can't stop writing about Holly. He has a new book coming out called Holly. It's just about Holly Gibney, the kind of like uh, Spectrum, the detective that's kind of the Asperger's. Like, yeah, she had, yeah, she had all the like the ticks, and you know, she had like the yeah. He, he, he she was like the Scatman Crothers of uh, the Shining. The Shining, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she had a in the book, the she doesn't really have any supernatural powers. In, in, in the in the show, they gave her like a sense, right? Yeah. But in the book, she was just kind of like, let's say like on the spectrum, maybe like Asperger's or autism, but very like perceptive and stuff. But I don't know. They gave her anyway, more of like a farsighted uh, ability in the show for sure. Yeah. And that actress, oh, Cynthia Erivo, fuck, she's so good. She's yeah, she was she was fantastic. Okay. So Skinwalkers. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> much the gist of that story. Skinwalker. Yeah, so the Skinwalker and uh, all right. Let's cut to the white man story about skinwalkers, right? Haas Lores. God damn it. Give him the respect he deserves. Haas. That's such a good name. Yeah. Hey, Haas is coming by <laughs> to drop off the bird feed. The bulk of this episode is definitely um, paranormal ghosties. And um, it's scary and good. And Dan Derman was talking mad shit. And I think it's spooky. Because uh, you were talking shit about the coins. But we'll get to the coins. Um, oh I'm God. actually going to I'm gonna get another beer, too. Wait up. Fucking coins. Uh, you don't know this, but David is an avid coin collector. You know, there's a real way to collect coins, and it's not from some mysterious asshole dropping off <laughs> my kitchen ceiling. <laughs> Usually just someone gives them to you, you make them a trade, whatever. They don't just, like, fall from above your sink when you're doing the dishes. That's never happened to me. Oh man! If only if that only happened. Like like like, what would the reaction be? Just I'm sitting like, there playing PS5 like, and just fucking coins fall into my sprite on the on the table. <laughs> I'm going to the arcade. <laughs> uh, but, but like when I was watching that segment, like it was towards the end anyway, and like that's when I started to just like pick up my phone and start. Like texting people. <laughs> Once a coin started falling in the kitchen, I went, "This fucking case took a turn." <laughs> I lost, I lost it a little bit. <laughs> what happened? What did I miss? It was just, I was just talking a little shit on the episode. It's gonna be oh, my file. Just... It's gonna be my file. You'll hear it. <laughs> so I just have to guess. Oh man! Oh, I the coins. Oh, the coins. <laughs> fucking coins dude the coins are sick bro <laughs> coins from another dimension oh, leave it alone fuck. okay the boys uh tell us about their experiences in investigating paranormal phenomenon hmm. um and it, he talks about this office building where there was calls coming out of nowhere and they couldn't figure out why these calls were coming out it was a, an office environment this specific woman kept getting calls which is Kind of fun and spooky. For some reason, when they were investigating the this haunted ass office room, did you just throw up? <laughs> that was a crazy. I heard like a crazy sound. <laughs> I, 
Oh, it's got coins. Oh, oh yeah. yes. <laughs> did you throw them up? Did you? Did they? Did they like come out? They just appeared. They just appeared out of nowhere in the room. Holy you guys shit! Can't see. What I found. <laughs> oh my god. Derwin just found coins. a a red an orange. Of course, it's orange. It's Mets orange. A Mets plastic cup full of coins just fell out of. Um, they just fell. They just fell onto Derwin's table from an alt- alternate dimension. God, you guys, you guys are no fun. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when investigating funny. this paranormal office um they they um enlist the help of one of their cousins i forget whose cousin it is <laughs> tony milford um comes over and he um helps them um with their investigation they they hang out after hours and they investigate at night and um yeah, immediately they hear a coin drop when they go in there, and there's one coin that just falls behind them. Quarter comes out of nowhere. Um, he makes everybody pull out the change in their pockets. See, like, they're rational. Um, nobody had any change. <laughs> Quick, count your change. You you still got your 32 cents? Right. It's also like, yeah, well, obviously they don't have the change anymore. They just threw it. Like, can they tell the distinct difference between pennies and quarters, or... Like, if I drop a penny, does it sound louder? It probably does. I don't know if they they can't tell, but... Like, I mean, it sure. would. Yeah. But can he tell? <laughs> How awful would it be if these poltergeists just dropped fucking pennies? Half yeah, dollars. they were cheap. <laughs> fucking really cheap. rake it in. Or, or, or what was it? The half half The, half the Sacagawea coin? Like, when during the famine, the fucking half penny? <laughs> the, the Sacagawea was, what, a full dollar? Yeah, that was a... Yeah. Yeah, that's Fuck, a full yeah, I'll dollar. I'll take that in my house. Just waking me up at two in the morning. <laughs> is that a second, yeah, right. Get some free Dunkin' Donuts tomorrow morning. Imagine just like a ghost just drops like seven to eight dollars every day. Like that's decent, man. You could buy a house in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, you can buy a house in a couple of years. Uh, that shit. That's lunch. Well, it's half the of lunch where you're where you're from. <laughs> My poltergeist buys me a cup of coffee every <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah. <laughs> well, what does your For poltergeist just the cost do? Of a cup of coffee makes my walls bleed. <laughs> um. So the coin droppage escalates. It start the coins are start to <laughs> are thrown at them after a while. Um. From a direction that nobody was looking, like <laughs> thrown at them. Why is it funny? This is spooky as shit. Oh, God, it is. You're I'm right. S- Take my I'm change. Scared. Take my fucking change. They're homeless. I think it was a cutter, maybe a softball, but it was a good throw. They're just throwing change at people. Like people always threw change at them in their lives. They're, they're ghosts of homeless men. This ghost um, has a lot of change to spare. It's a rich ghost to be able to just toss yeah. quarters at a clip. <laughs> the guy he's said a, he was a vendor. <clears throat> Vending machine employee of the of the office building. <laughs> yeah. He was the, the guy who worked at the vin, the vending machine. The guy who came and filled up the vending machine. He emptied the so Mortal Kombat like, machines in nineteen ninety two and he had a lot of, he had a lot of coins to spare. 
Mm. There's there's the dude who had the change. He's the poltergeist, yeah. the guy that fucking fills up the vending yeah. machine. It's either him or it's the guy who has like the change belt, the ice cream man, where he just like like gives the change back and like the little machine on his belt, <laughs> like the little fanny pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that whole thing, and it's like a phantom thing, so it just keeps refilling and refilling. He died the year Mortal Kombat Four came out. You know, the, the, yeah, because the, the, yeah, the change wasn't as lucrative. It's an uh, yeah, that game didn't yeah, do no as one well liked as that. NBA Jam and no one liked Mortal that Kombat game, 1. but it was more expensive. Yeah, so time yeah, killers. He he died, and now he just flicks his fucking change at people. And here's your change, <laughs> Haas. <laughs> um, so <laughs> fucking Haas. <laughs> so, so so they would Fuck. they would even go into another room, and then they would come back, and the change that was thrown at them would be stacked up. And it's um, fucking polite. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm like, hey, count this, count this change out for me in a few minutes. I think he's just, just trying to like help them financially. This ghost is like they're all bitching and they're scared, but this ghost is like literally just trying to fucking like help him out. Like, I honestly don't see up. a problem with any of this. Look, I've I've collected a dollar seventy five. Yeah. We're gonna get a Buffalo <laughs> Bill ice cream bar. Well, he said that five coins fell on his head. And they go, <laughs> sorry. And they all landed heads up. Yeah, dude. That's what does that mean? Fucking neat. I know, right? What does that even mean? So he has he has the coins in this nice little thing. Um, oh, he says he says uh, okay. I guess the first night he has he collected sixty five coins from this <laughs> event. They all landed heads up. I want to know the the total. They're all U.S. coins. Oh, the face US value, <laughs> right? <laughs> How much money did he I make? The nomination ghost. Yeah, he said they're USD. all. He didn't say. Yeah, U.S. coins, all denominations. He doesn't say like how much money it is. One Get coin me the the deposit table, and then five <laughs> fell on his cousin's head, and he was these fucking coins, man. Um. <laughs> if he moved out, I'm moving in. Just fucking wake up the coins. You know, summon the dog the- bowl, summon my my sink. Yeah, and then he, go. he goes he goes home. <laughs> they go home to like be like, what the fuck just happened? And then a coin falls behind his ear at his home. So the fucking vending machine ghost followed him <laughs> home. <laughs> my uncle used to do that trick behind the ear. Look what I found. A nickel. It was never a quarter. It was always a fucking nickel. Cheap fuck. Fuck. That's that's shit. You're really aging yourself there. Like, yeah. I am 42. Even, but even when, when you were a kid, a nickel's like, you know, like what? Like in the in the late 80s when you're like a kid? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's a um, that's a baseball pack card, you know, with the gum stick inside that, you know, that breaks your incisors. No way. That was only a nickel in the 80s? Dude, imagine imagine right now chewing a piece of Bazooka Joe, what your teeth <laughs> might feel like. Oh, God. Painful teeth. <laughs> I remember the Big League Chew. Big League Chew is easy to chew, but soft. I was into that. Comes yeah. in the packet. Yeah, it's nice. But like a buffalo, like, uh, like a Bazooka so Joe. Gummy. You can fucking kill somebody with that if you throw it hard enough. <laughs> it's just like charts. <laughs> I used to just like put um, it in my mouth and like suck the sugar off it and spit it into the fucking gutter, but then read the comic. And then that's what happened after uh, old gum started hitting. <laughs> old and gum. Then, and then collectible, and then like, you know, Mets cards <laughs> from the 1970s. 
I would rather the ghost that throws coins and not fucking Bazooka Joe, if we're going to be honest. I really want to know how much money he made. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. Fuck, was there anything else that they talked about ghost-wise? You guys, you anything else? No, they said call the, the number. <clears throat> the old Unsolved Mystery number was 1-800-876-5353, which, of course, I remember from by heart. And they said if you can find out how much money was gained in the coin-throwing massacre of Navajo reservation to call and uh let them know immediately it really did it was like tell us that's what i saw how much money he made i had a couple <laughs> uh tropical almond parmers but what do i know <laughs> um what fuck what happens at the end that, they just that's the last that's thing it it just about. fucking fades if you have any information but like about what the the skin changer or the change <laughs> <laughs> I, to be honest, like that episode, like went from like all right, Bigfoot sightings. I'm like, okay, this is like the narrative here, and then it went to skin changers, <laughs> bad cameras, and then all of a sudden, yeah. someone was yeah. fucking th- throwing coins like they were in the Olympics. It was all over the I map. Know, this episode, this episode has everything. That's why it was so awesome. Yeah, it has a value for sure. Yeah, <laughs> there wasn't enough. What's the value? That's the mystery. Yeah, I got questions. That's so that's the mystery, not like if and they showed like a coin spinning for like seven minutes, like on TV in in slow motion. (laughs) (laughs) The coin montage, and then the coin hit the floor. It'd be fucking harsh on this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen a quarter spin, it's not crazy. I got like 4K spin in slow-mo. We get it. It's a fucking quarter. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it's so funny. It's either going to be heads or tails. Empty your pockets. No. Okay. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, tell, imagine telling your friend what is the, your, your pocket's full of change. What does the emptying the pockets do? Like, the coin has already been dropped. Well, do you have any more? Or does he pull up on his ear? <laughs> Like fucking yeah, bozo. I don't know. Or does he have him yeah. stashed in his socks? Is it in his fucking teeth? I want to know, like, about these phone calls. Like, phone calls to a specific girl. Like, who's involved in that? You know, what's the story there? Wait, what, what was the phone call situation? I might have missed that. Like, in the office building, there was phone calls. This one lady in the office kept getting phone calls. Uh, like, and there was no reason, you know, there was like nobody on the other end. There was like no call record. I've like, got your coins. It was the HR lady, the one who's responsible for letting the vending machine guy in. <laughs> the vending machine guy. If you want to see your coins again, <laughs> go into the kitchen. It all leads back to the ghost of the vending machine, man. But no, I think there's something in paranormal, like coins are a thing in parent and a lot of ghost stories. Like, um, I don't know. Weren't we talking about something financial, like money-wise, like in the last segment we did with like the mafia leaves a dollar in a hotel room? Remember we talked about that? The oh, murder? yeah. Was that the last episode we did? Yeah, with the Vegas motel. Yeah, yeah. The, the single dollar saying, Hi, I got you. Yeah, and Dan looked it up and there was no fucking proof. <laughs> Remember, that it was all, it was bullshit. Dan looked it up. He just typed in like, oh, like mafia dollar bill, like, you know, signature or whatever. It's like and zero the fucking results, thing. you fucking idiot. So the theme of dumb money continues. Coins and ghosts. 
So yeah, if anybody's listening out there and they have information as to where my change is, I just put coins, ghosts, and just Super Mario Brothers shit. <laughs> Mario two, so, yeah, somebody's broke, and uh, <laughs> they want their money back. So if you watch that episode, you have any information, call the Navajo Rangers. Uh, the one thing I did learn about this episode is uh, there are only eleven sworn Navajo Rangers. Eleven, yeah, eleven. That's very few. You find dimes in odd places. That's number one. Straight up. Dimes but why specifically. Dimes? Why, why dimes? In five seasons of investigating homes on kindred spirits. Too small. <laughs> one theme that came up again and again is people finding dimes, specifically dimes in strange places, often, often bearing a year that was significant to whoever found it. So why dimes? What does this have to do? What's kindred spirits? So the last note that I wrote in my notes, um, and I don't know why I wrote it by then I already given up. It said, uh, dimensional gate. The fuck was I writing? Oh, cause like in the wrap up, they talk about how, uh, like they talk about like the Bigfoot and skinwalkers and, and like, uh, he closes okay. up. He's like, w- like there's like, belief yeah. that there's a dimensional gate. Cause he also talks about like, there's, um, in like ancient Navajo paintings, there's like, things about like ufos and people being beamed up and shit yeah shit that looks like ufos yeah so it's all coming from the same dimensional gate so to speak correct possibly yeah the ufos Mm. the uh skinwalkers the bigfoots uh the big feats um the big coins and coins and just some asshole just dropping coins from another dimension and just flicking them at these guys and the vending machine and the vending machine vending machine man uh I can't I'm say it. To say that, try to say that ten times fast. Wouldn't it Vending be weird? Like the weirdest thing would be if like a coin came <clears throat> out and it was like not George Washington, but like, it was like the Joker, like, like in Batman eighty nine when like he gives out the dollar, the hundred dollar bills with his <laughs> fucking face on. Just watched that movie the other day. <laughs> <laughs> never, rather, never rub another man's rhubarb. Dude, what's called? Uh, a friend of mine gave me a record last month. It's somebody put that soundtrack in total on record as in a 16 bit from beginning to end from the theme, the beginning theme to the last theme. It's a quote unquote, like bootleg record. Like he made it, you know, from scratch, but it's all 16 bit. It's every musical cue throughout the whole thing. Jesus Christ. That's so fucking And he even made the artwork on the record too is awesome because it's like they made 16 bit game artwork that doesn't exist. So it looks like they show screenshots of a game that doesn't exist. And it's pretty cool. Damn, I'll send so, you a picture afterwards. That's, that's fucking weird. I like that though. Uh, it's called Gotham '89. It's like a you know, like a not a bootleg, but it's not an official release. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm stoked about. I'm st- fuck. It's a good month for movies, man. And fucking Michael Keaton does bat back as Batman. Fucking oh, in the Flash, Indiana fucking Jones, dude. Oh, I fucking love it. Oh, that got ripped in the reviews. Indiana Jones, right? I don't know. It got, it, it was the only people that reviewed it are people that saw it at can, you know, I'm like, I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's, when is it supposed to come out? June 30th. Like, I oh, feel like, okay. Can, so still got some time. Can movie aren't going to want, like, they're not like a big action adventure movie. Like they're probably going to be shitty about it. I don't know. I don't know. People, everyone said it was better than kingdom of the crystal skull. And I think that movie's a bad ass time. Fucking aliens and El Dorado eat shit. That's awesome. Oh, you liked it? 
I think it's, dude, it's goofy. I love it. I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem. I saw it in theaters that night, like opening night or that opening weekend. And were you pissed? I can't remember a fucking thing about it. Were you pissed or were you just like, eh, whatever? I was probably drunk. (laughs) See, I mean, dude, like, it's straight up like fucking, like, they like pull an Indiana Jones or like, hey, they took you, they took you to fucking Roswell. You saw this shit. And then he talks about it, and it, I love the way he talks about it. Like, he's like, they put a fucking bag over his head. They took him out there. They all got to see different parts of the crash, so none of them had a full picture. And that's a lot of what you hear from people that actually looked at Roswell and look, and have been involved in UFO things. Is like, they never, they have like a little bit of it. So I like that they were like, that Indiana Jones would have been like an archaeologist that they would have like called into Roswell. It's fucking rad. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's goofy as shit. There's bad CGI. Shia LaBeouf does swing with monkeys, but all of the, all of the Indiana Jones movies are fucking silly, you know? So I don't know. It was panned by cans. It was a new pan- one. Well, it, he got a standing ovation, but then all the reviews were like kind of mean. So it's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like anything that's Lucasfilm slash like, slash disney now like kathleen kennedy like dude people are just dicks like they're like oh oh yeah like star wars she's under the she's under the biggest gun uh kathleen kennedy to be the president of star wars is just you know that's gotta be a tough fucking job yeah i mean yeah and she's in she's indiana jones too but man i was watching the young did you remember the uh, young indiana jones that show they put it was like a no. TV series. Did you ever see that, Dan? No, no, I don't think so. Dude, they just put it on Disney Plus. It was a show they made in the early nineties. They spent like a million dollars an episode. They went to real locations, and it was meant to like be sort of an educational show. Like it would be like a young Indiana Jones, and like he's in Egypt, and and you know someone steals the bones, and he's got to like find a grave robber. You know, he it's like what the fuck? It's kind of badass <laughs> <laughs> i think i might watch an episode uh later what else is coming out this month new spider-man movie a new wes anderson movie i'm a hipster so i gotta like i gotta watch a new wes anderson movie uh i saw the trailer for that and like it looks interesting but and it's a huge cast yeah and i just like yeah a desert it just town, doesn't like aliens. I'll, I'll see it it just doesn't like i saw the trailer and like when it ended i was like yeah okay like yeah. it didn't really grip me a lot of people don't like Wes Anderson, and I think it's just because they just like think they like see a trailer. I don't dislike him. I just like, he just doesn't you know he doesn't have that grip on me. I guess like yeah. uh, certain directors, like a uh, Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino, but that's Dude, more mainstream. Like I, I understand I, that. I'm gonna go ahead and say it, man. Tenet sucks, man. That movie. I, I'm kind of mad I purchased it. That movie blows. <laughs> You need the change monster to show up and pay you back. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. No, yeah, I, I've never had like a problem with. Also, Interstellar was a little annoying. I just feel like he like thinks he's like cooler than he. I don't know. <laughs> he like thinks he's cooler than he is. I don't know. There's something with his dialogue too. Chris Nolan has very like pretentious dialogue. Like any any quote from a Batman movie just sounds like you could write it on a pillow. Like. You know, you either like die a hero or live long enough to become the villain, or I don't know. Like everything's. How does um How does Oppenheimer look to you so far? Oh, I mean, I'll see. Every, I love. I mean, I'll watch Chris Nolan. Uh, that looks cool. It's like rated R and weird, and 
He created the nuclear. He's bomb. one of the few people, though. I think right nowadays that like you'll go see a movie because of Tim, the director. Like, how many people have that notoriety, right? Like, a Wes Anderson does, Wes for Anderson, sure. for sure. Quentin Tarantino. But, like, Nolan, Scorsese. Tarantino. Like, name two more directors that you're like, oh, it's a so-and-so production. Like, I'm fucking going. I mean, for me, I mean, I have Spielberg. a lot, but they're not, like... Spielberg. Yeah, yeah not so Spielberg. much anymore. Scorsese, you know, like, Yeah, I'd watch anything like that. that Mike Flanagan did, but that's more specific, like, horror vibes. But I think he's the best working right now. But I don't... Yeah, you're right. Um, Scorsese, Spielberg, yeah, but Tarantino, Nolan, yeah. Wes Anderson. I think those are the five. And if there are any other ones, then I think Ryan Johnson is on his way up there. Uh, the guy who did like the Knives Out movies and Last Jedi. The Knives Out movies are great, but I did not like that episode of Star Wars personally. Really, I, I think it's the only no. one that had anything original to say. <laughs> I mean, I liked all three of them, but I think. That Last Jedi was the only one that like defied what fans wanted, and that's why people were like, "Fuck this!" <laughs> I just didn't like. It. I just like it just didn't hit me. But whatever. Like I'm not one of those people either that will you know lose their shit over a bad Star Wars movie. Like I'll just move on. People, like people I can, do. I can cherry pick. People you do. Know, like I think Rogue One was movie. one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Like people fucking hate that movie. It's weird. They're like, he ruined Luke, and it's like, but he's it, he does the same shit that old Ben did in the first one. Like, it's I don't know, people fucking people hate say that, that certain things will ruin Star Wars or ruin a franchise, and you could say, okay, maybe that movie or that you know that arc was not what I wanted, but then like it can end, and then they come up with something new for like a new show or a new movie. And some people will be like, well, I'm not watching that because they fucked up the last one. And you're like, it's different writers. It's different directors. Yeah. <laughs> like, why can't things be separate? It could be the same franchise, but how come you can't just be like, I, I could like, this, like, but I don't that like movie that. And, yeah. and love that one. It's the yeah. same universe. But, like, like, we all love the universe. That's why we're here, you know? Like, all the grownups, all the grownups are like, Andor was really cool. You know, it's like, yeah, they made one for you guys. Now shut up and let us love our baby Yoda, too, dicks. Like, you know. Like, people didn't like the last two seasons of Game of Thrones. Okay. But then, like, they come up with the prequel, and it's a different set of people, different crew, different cast. Yeah. And someone's like, well, they ruined the ending. I'm not going to watch it. You go, like, why can't you just enjoy, like, a piece of entertainment? Or even if you yeah. don't like it, try it. I'm not going to watch it because I know how it ends. You go, People know how other things end, and you still fucking watch it. Like it's a piece, it's an individual piece of entertainment. Get your fucking popcorn, yeah. Grab your drink and, and hang out. And wa- on Sunday night, tune in think, and look forward to something. Like, well, people think that like fuck you, like 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 <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is over there being the trench bull. Like it's all her, and it's like it's the thing that pissed me off about people were talking so much shit about this new Peter Pan movie, mainly because Tinkerbell's black. Like, people are just dicks. Well, that was the same thing about, what? Little, the Mermaid. Little Mermaid that just came yeah. out? And it's, people are just like, fucking Disney ruining everything woke. And I'm just like, dude, a real filmmaker, Peter Lowry, like, did a thing. He made a vision. Like, leave it, like, fucking shut up and watch it. Like, it's different. Relax. It's so different. You know people- why I'm not going to see the new Little Mermaid movie? Because I wouldn't watch the fucking Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's that's why I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I I I'll see it on Disney Plus. But yeah, I'm not going to go out to the theaters. I, and I if just I love really the like franchise, I'd watch it. And if I was like, I didn't like the movie itself. Okay, great, whatever. Are you going to go on? Gives a fuck. Twitter. <laughs> and be no, like, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> everyone's mad, dudes. People are mad. Little Mermaid's black. Um, uh, uh, fucking drag queens are mad that um, Ursula's makeup isn't that isn't what they want, isn't as good as they want it. Like it's like, dude, 
Just oh, people should just take their dog to the park. Can we just have a movie and enjoy themselves? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a fucking movie. Uh, I saw. Yeah, it's funny. Somebody I know was bitching about <laughs> Ursula's makeup. Like, <laughs> and and just jumping back, like I said earlier about like Kathleen Kennedy. Like, you can give her all the shit in the world, but she was behind the fucking helm for Rogue One. And I don't give a shit what anyone says. Rogue One for me is in my top three Star oh, yeah. Wars movies of all time. Uh, have you seen Andor? Andor is phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't finished it, but it's so fun. It's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Two, I'm really it. There's two 12 seasons, sorry, two seasons, 12 episodes each. The second season isn't out yet, but the first 12 are fucking great. And the second set of 12, they're going to bring you to the beginning of Rogue One. And if it's anything like the first, you're going to have a great 24 episode package going into a, one of the best Star Wars movies of all time. Yeah, that's that is really cool. That movie is kind of like so. If a, she's behind the wheel for that. It doesn't mean it's like it's all her. Like they're not going to give her credit for that shit. But they're going to. But they're going to knock her off the post for the other stuff. Yeah, I think Tony Gilroy, who's the head of that, who, he was responsible for a lot of the rewrites, and I think he directed it. Did he? Well, um, no, the director of Rogue One was what? Uh, uh, Garrett Edwards. Or oh yeah, Gareth. Some, yeah, some name it, like that. Yeah. It's kind of shitty that they haven't invited him to do an episode because he seemed. I, I watched all the behind the scenes of that movie and he fucking nailed it, man. Yeah, but I, apparently someone helped him with the rewrites, and he's the kind of guy who's spear, spearheading Andor. Um, and I think he's like a playwright. Like I like when they get smart people to do TV. Like, like there's this guy Noah Howley who's sure. like a, this guy Noah Howley who's like a novelist does that Fargo series, and every season is completely different, and it's incredible it's like reading a good ass book like i feel like the last season of fargo fell off i didn't like the chris rock season i just really? felt like it wasn't like it, it wasn't like the well it, it wasn't yeah. terrible but it wasn't as good as the first two yeah three, well the, the gangster stories never it really, fell off in my gangster opinion. stories never really capture me that much but the the whole killer nurse uh I loved that so much, but no, I thought Chris, Chris Rock, Rock was so fucking good that like it threw me off because I'm used to seeing him kind of play like a comedic role, and then there it's it's a very serious. He's role. playing in a like, drama, yeah. Like, he's playing a dramatic yeah, I was role. Impressed. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I was he very was impressed. like, yeah. I don't really usually like like mob gangster stories and stuff like that. Families fighting and stuff, but uh, yeah, I was really intrigued. I liked that, but that fucking murder nurse was also like that actress is fucking insane i've seen her yeah she was good i've seen her in a couple different movies and she does weird shit she was in that movie that horror movie men that was really weird and then that there's a movie called i'm thinking of ending things on netflix it's like a really weird surreal i don't wouldn't call it a horror movie it's fucking weird though they should get smart people to do tv and everyone's to stop bitching if they don't like it because everyone just shut the fuck up how about that i don't like this star wars thing cool they're gonna make 15 more Watch something else. Play a video game instead. Yeah, play the new bitch about the new Star Wars game. I've been playing it. Uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, bitch about Looks that. great. Got a good review. Play that. It is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So we talked more about uh, Star Wars than we did a uh, Paranormal <laughs> Rangers. Just kidding. Not really. Maybe we maybe we ranted for like ten minutes. Uh. But yeah, this is fun. Um, next week, I think it might be even shorter. I think what's well, it's, I think the, the next episode is about the the guy who goes missing from a college party. Ooh, this could be fun. Yeah, yeah we sounds can, good. We can definitely. Like, he doesn't like a good dead body. We can. Well, I don't know if there's a. I don't remember if they. Find is it a good dead body or is it a bad dead body? I don't know. 
I think most of them are bad. Tune in to find out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the cliffhanger. Um, Good cliffhanger. Good or bad dead. <laughs> Good or bad dead. You know what it's going to be. <laughs> what is good dead? Find out. S- fucking stay tuned, bro. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I don't want to spill it. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks Spoiler. for hanging out with us this week. Um, I've been David. Uh, that's And we've got the two Dans, Rodan and Dan. I've been Dan. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Love you guys. Yeah. This is a good time. Um, what's it? Co- uh, yeah. Come back. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week. If not, um, or we'll try to be as consistent as we can. Thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> Everybody have a safe summer. Yeah. We'll I mean, see you soon, but have a safe summer. Have a, yeah. Have a safe summer. If we don't, we don't know. Uh, Watch out for falling th- change when you're walking around. <laughs> when you go into haunted houses and they have those signs, like beware of loose change falling from. Ground. Don't go into your kitchen unsupervised. And when your poltergeist does buy you that cup of coffee, be appreciative. Yeah. Say thank you. Give him a pat on the back. Up, oh, never mind. Next time you use that that vending machine, that quarter in that vending machine, just know that there might be a a ghost uh, vending machine worker. Next time you buy a can of Mister Pib at the hotel, you know who to thank. <laughs> think of think of him. Um, yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast, uh, Navajo Rangers. Uh, fun episode. Um, for every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening, and perhaps that someone is you. Uh, good night, guys. Be See cool. you guys. Be cool. Catch you later.